Hi, welcome to the Holes of Mark podcast show. And tonight I am talking to a man extraordinaire called Ron Fitzgerald, Master of the Dark Realm. A.K.A. Master Ron Fitzgerald is an actor, gothic illusionist and host for dark, sticky fun. Has appeared in multiple horror and sci-fi films. Has performed live from Hollywood to Hong Kong with his sinister style of wickedly theatrical cop-fic illusion. He's unique and evidently dark artist. There's so much freaky fun, he'll leave you screaming for more. He's an actor since his film debut in an item, a film that made Sundance history as a festival's first ever digital emission. Ron has acted in wide variety of dark ginger films, portraying many mysterious characters, anti-heroes and villains. Among his many roles, Ron starred in Electrifying Magnus, a horror fantasy film by director John Lee Chargo. He's also co-wrote and co-produced the award-winning Dark Realm, which is a unique film that artistically blends his gothic illusion performance and horror film narrative with future projects such as The Devil Frame. Ron continues to bring his dark mystery and madness to the movies. He's also an illusionist with his dark physical presentation, sinister, athletic and wicked humour. He is one of the world's most unique illusionists. His live show, Fitzgerald's Realm of Magic, has taken him across the globe from Hollywood Castle to the Magic Castle in Hollywood to Hong Kong Halloween Festival, and even to hell itself, where he's the honorary male of hell, Michigan, for the day. He's literally performed to hell and back with a plethora of engagements at dark culture events, venues, television, and film along the way. And we are now connected through the various films. We tried various things to get here. I think we finally actually got here, Ron. And finally, perhaps the ghosts or the demons or whoever are trying to interfere with us will leave us alone for the five minutes. Yes, let's hope so. I think we had to make a sacrifice to the uh, the tech gods today to make this all work for us. Yes, but I- thank you for having me on. I'm thrilled to finally be here. Now, well, I shall ask the question I asked before. What got you into being an illusionist? Well, when I was uh, a young boy, when I was a kid, uh, eight years old, I got a magic kit as a gift. And in that box, all kinds of various small close-up kinds of magic and things like that. You know, cards and coins and odd little boxes and things. And uh, I, I, I loved it. I, I, I really, I just dove into that. There was something so... Uh, alluring about it for me that I just dove right in and consumed it and started performing. I loved watching magic, you know, the big illusionists on television, and that always fascinated me. And and, and for me, and this will make more sense as, as we go towards a horror direction later, when I was a kid, that, that I started off, you know, you would never know now, looking at my at my material now and looking at my performances, but it started off very traditional you know birds bunnies you know formal wear tuxedos things like that and uh and then it it changed later as i i drove it more towards the things that inspired me like you know horror and dark sci-fi and comic books and weird stuff because i was a kid that liked weird stuff obviously because i like magic and but but when i was a kid that even that that form of the classic 
magician in the in the black tux in the long cape with the red lining and everything i said to myself that dude looks like dracula and uh and, and that was part of the allure for me and i didn't put it together until later because you know uh, after high school and getting into college, I was studying, you know, uh, theater and communications to to better my art. And uh, I was uh, I was tired of the classic magic at that point, and I changed it into, you know, the show that it is today, inspired by, you know, uh, the gothic subculture and horror and the supernatural and things like that. And, you know, getting back to that that feel of it of it looking and, and feeling like uh, Dracula and, and very dark mystery with a with a fun, wicked sense of humor to make it accessible and fun for myself and, and, and the audience. But that was all in that. I had no idea that all of that was waiting for me in that box of magic I opened as, a, as an eight-year-old uh, boy. It, 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 you know, there was just something about it, and I thought, and I didn't have this language to describe it at the time, but for some reason I found that to be a viable vehicle of expression for me. And I just ran with it. You know, I mean, you know, most kids are, are, are attracted to, you know, sports or, uh, you know, or acting or music, something like that. And for some reason, there was just something in that, that magic kit, that box of magic that, that uh, I, I loved so much that I just, you know, uh, stuck with it. And I, I don't talk to so many people over the years, and you, you, this might be true for you as well, you know, uh, many people that have had an experience and, and had a, a magic kit and and uh, done some things with uh, magic when they were when they were kids, but you know it didn't strike them as something. You know, the, a lot of people, most of them, don't continue with it. But I loved it so much. I just I made a whole career out of uh, what I now call dark, sticky fun that was in that box, which is funny. You know, it, it's odd that it all came out of there. I like the look you've got. I've seen. I've got the picture, and it's very Nostrofado yeah. kind of look. Yes, thank you. Yeah, I have yeah, very Nosferatu. In fact, I've done a whole, a whole Nosferatu photo series where I put on the whole, the whole Nosferatu makeup and the fangs and the long fingernails and everything. And I did a whole uh, series, photo series, with uh, noted, celebrated uh, dark art uh, photographer Jim Sorfleet uh, out of Chicago. And we we took a, a whole series, a couple of series of photos where I was dressed in uh, the Nostradamus uh, makeup and, and costuming, the wardrobe. And uh, and it is, it's very, I've got a shaved head now. I used to have very long blonde hair. Uh, I was a gorgeous blonde when I was younger. Now I'm, I'm, uh, I, I've, I've evolved into uh, more of uh, this visceral Nostradamus look, which, and once I shaved my head, it just kind of made it, it, there was something very magical about it. There was something that really lent itself to that look, you know, with all that, with the Nostradamus feel. Because I've always been associated with, with vampires and vampirism and stuff like that. And that's because of some of the material in the show, some of the things I've done, like the vampire's kiss illusion that I have that you can that, that's featured in, in, in Dark Realm and, and uh, in my stage performances and everything. But, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you like the look. Thank you. I also see you have you're featured in a comic book. I am. There is this great new comic book series that we launched uh, a year or two ago called uh, Haunting Tales of Bachelors. And for those not familiar, Bachelors Grove, at least here in the U.S., is one of the most haunted cemeteries in the entire country, and it has this long-running infamous kind of reputation uh, you know for being one of the most haunted places in america 
And uh, so that's not far from where we are. I'm, I'm based out of Chicago, and the, the, the uh, producers of the comic book are here uh, as well. And so we all kind of gathered around there, and they, and they did this. It's an anthology comic book, and it features myself as a, as a, as a real person in comic book form. And, and there's one other character that's actually a real person that's, that's in comic form, and that's uh, Kredrosha Ona. And she uh, goes by the Queen of the Paranormal, and she is a a psychic medium, and you know, uh, a really fascinating character. She's very lovely, and uh, I've got to meet her through the work in the comic book. We've done some photo shoots together that they could then, you know, to promote the book, and then uh, so they could do artwork based on our images. And and the first issue is out, and issues two and three will be coming out uh, very soon. But it's it's a fun, you know, dark and funny anthology that's all based around stories and centers around uh, Bachelors Grove Cemetery. I like the style of the comic. It's very, um, well, I suppose they got uh, as they, they don't really call them comic books now, do they? Graphic novels is a new exactly. new phrase. But I, I don't. I I like. Um, well, because have, we, have you seen the new version of the Creep Show? Uh, no, I have not. I, I want to see that. I've seen some of the artwork just a little bit, but I haven't actually gotten my hands on on that book yet, so I could flip through it. But it looks cool, doesn't it? Yeah, when I saw the TV, I've seen a bit of the TV show, and they open it up yeah. like like the comic, like a comic, and then it mm-hmm. goes into live action. Yes, and I love that. I I think yeah. they're paying very good homage to the original show. Yes, I, I like that, too. It's like even in that new The Chilling Tales of Sabrina on Netflix, they do the same thing. It's, it's, got, a, it's got an opening that's very comic book based, and then it goes into the live action show. And it doesn't, it doesn't transition quite the same way, but it's got that same feel because the Sabrina character comes out of the Archie, you know, comic books. I think it works better because people know where it's come from. They know the origins, so you can't deny the origins. Exactly. It, 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 there's something kind of, uh, I think, fun and, and cool for it for the audience, especially, you know, uh, to know where it came from. But then there's a nice connection and a bit of nostalgia there for all the people who are actually like comic book geeks and collect them or used to collect them when they were young. Then it, 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 uh, it connects right back into that feeling for them. And, and then winds up being in, then in a, in a live action thing. And even though The Haunting Tales of Bachelors Grove right now is, is just the, the anthology comic book series, it, it does. It, it's, it's great to have that kind of feel for that dark culture, the horror, and, and the you know, stories of paranormal and spooky things happening. It does. It just kind of lends itself to that, doesn't it? Yeah. I like the fact, I like you've got a, uh, your Dark Realm film. And I see it's available on Amazon Prime. I'll give you a promo. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's, uh, it's in the U.S. and the U.K., and you can catch Dark Realm uh, right there on, on your Amazon Prime. So please go take a look at it, especially if you've got Prime. You know, it doesn't cost you anything. You can go in there. We've got it in the subscription service at the moment. And uh, go right in there and, and take a look at it. You'll like it. It's a it's a really cool film because it's a there's nothing else quite like it. it it's inspired Luke loosely by Herschel Gordon Lewis's uh, Wizard of Gore. And uh, I had actually, I, I, had, I was fortunate enough to meet Herschel before he passed at, at a, a bunch of uh, horror uh, 
film uh, or horror conventions here in in the U.S. And he was a great guy, and we talked about The Wizard of Gore and things like that. And I was actually interested in doing a remake, but then somebody else did it first, and and then Herschel said, "Well, just just write your own movie and make it, you know, uh, in the style of that." And 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 mine's a little different than that. It's inspired by by uh, the Wizard of Gore, but then it's it's full of the majority of it is is uh, shot in front of a live audience, and it is my live Gothic illusion show. So you get to see my show, but it's all artfully woven together with a horror film story, a horror story, a horror film narrative, and it's really unique and groundbreaking because there's there's just not anything else like that that's ever been made where you had an actual actor that was a, an illusionist, and then you could combine the two and, and blend them together in a movie that was, you know, largely, you know, the dark illusion performances, and then all tied together with a, a horror story, and, and making it into an actual horror film. So it wasn't just, a, a, you know, a magic special, and then it wasn't just a, a horror movie, then it was the two of them in a hybrid uh, film together, which makes it really unusual. And, and I have all kinds of people that love the movie, and they just tell me that it's so fun to watch because they love watching the stage show. But then people were saying that they liked the, that the horror story and it, the movie part of it, the narrative, they, they liked so much that they wanted to see more of it. So we might actually make another one or two of them down the line. I'm still trying to get enough people to see the first Dark Realm. So please go on to, go on to Amazon uh, Prime, wherever you're at, and check out uh, Dark Realm. It's either it's under Dark Realm or Search Ron Fitzgerald's Dark Realm. Yeah, and that's important. And how's your project going that you mentioned in your uh, website? You mentioned uh, which project is the Devil's Frame. You may have done it by now. No, the Devil's Frame. Thank you for asking. It's that's my latest film, and I've got a lead role in that. And actually, that's going well. We're, we've been doing some film festivals with it. In fact. This Saturday, October 26th, uh, it's playing at the uh, Screaming Mad Film Festival, which is part of the Dark History and Horror Convention, which is taking place this weekend uh, in Champaign, Illinois. And we are an official selection for that. And we kick off the whole film festival arm of that horror convention. And we kick off the Screaming Mad uh, Film Festival uh, Saturday at noon. Are at noon or 12.30, and the uh, director, Rob Sepulveda, and I are both going to go down and uh, for the screening and and, uh, and talk to people about the movie. We're going to go, you know, shake hands, press the flesh, moves and cruise, and uh, say hi to people and uh, see how they're liking the film and see see if it wins any awards. We're, we're hoping that it does. It's a, it's a really good, good movie. It, it's uh, uh, getting great reviews. And we're looking at our distribution plan right now, which, as you know, is so weird at the moment for indie horror and indie film in general, as it's been a moving target. The great thing is we've got this great new delivery system of the Internet, but it also makes it more difficult because of the, the, the distribution is, is very jacked up right now um, uh, in terms of how to get it out and who to go through and, and then self-distribution and everything. But please look for The Devil Frame. It, it, it'll be out there uh, soon after it's done uh, doing some more film festivals. And I see you've got quite a good selection in your little store available. You've got the Haunting Tales of Bachelor's Grove issue. Number one, six dollars sixty-six. Yes. I like the I like the six 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 bit. <laughs> thank you, you know what? That, thank you so much for mentioning that. I I you know 
I was amused by that, and it seems like the you know certainly the the horror audience is definitely amused by that as well. So I, I'm glad you <laughs> mentioned that. that I got I got it straight away. You some people go. What did you mean, 666? It's the joke. It's 666. Yeah. Exactly. Devils. Exactly. And, you, yes. and you've reversed it the other way around with your Dark Realm DVD. You've got 1999. Yes, yes it's it's a 666 upside down. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. That's right. And I like, you've got a, t- um, a T-shirt, $21.99. And another T-shirt, yeah. which is... I presume is you, and I don't know if it's your assistant or your partner or not. I don't know. Oh, actually, the Dark Realm T-shirt. It's one of the favorites, one of the top sellers. And the Dark Realm T-shirt that that the the artwork is done by uh, Audra Kohut, uh, the crafty mistress. She uh, she uh, is also she makes uh, most of my wardrobe and helps me build props. She's like a one woman art department, and she did that artwork for us. But that's from that's based on some of the photography done by Jim Sorfleet for Dark Realm, and that's actually Kaylee Williams, actress Kaylee Williams, and myself on the front of that shirt. So that's who that is. That's that uh, that artwork is based on on uh, Kaylee and I. Yeah. Oh, I thought I'd ask because I saw it. And I like your little logo with the, um, it's like a pentagram with a, I think it's an inverted, well, it looks like an inverted pyramid to me. Perhaps it's not. Yeah. A little bit. I mean, it's it's my old, my original logo was just the shield logo, the, the, the triangle in there, the inverted pyramid. And then um, I did an update of the logo uh, a few years ago, and the new version is meant to look like a magic circle. So it does. It has, a, you know, a, like a pentagram form in the background and the, the, the giant triangle and the crosses in the corners, and it's got the, the symbols and, the, and the, the circle around it. So it is. It's all meant to look and emulate, you know, kind of occult magic or ritual magic, even though it's theatrical magic. It's stage magic and illusion but it uh it, it it lends itself to the inspiration of the show which is all of that that you know uh dark magic magic with a k you know you weren't by any chance a fan of alice cooper oh absolutely i, I yeah it's like my a couple of my favorites uh on a, on a music it's like i love cooper and and i love david bowie i'm a huge david bowie fan scary monsters everything you yeah know, you know, i can uh, i can see the influences that's all i can i can see a little bit of influences there see i can think, absolutely I, I can see it and i thought oh well, he won't mind because he knows what i'm on about i'm not you know, oh, yeah we we all we all influenced by everything I, you know, yeah, I'm with you on that. I mean, you know, you know, there is there, such a wide influence over so many different artists in many different fields and disciplines. Um, you know, especially you know Bowie, just you know, uh, uh, culture, music, fashion, uh, everywhere. And and Alice Cooper, especially through the darker culture, a lot of the same thing. A, a lot of the a lot of the rock acts that came like Rob Zombie and everything like that. That all goes back right to Alice Cooper. And I love Alice Cooper so much because he does those some gruesome stage illusions in his in his uh, stage show in his live in his live concerts. Uh, you know, you see him do the the giant monster guillotine and things like that. He's done the uh, the the hanging the gallows illusion 
and in the show, and I, I just uh, I love Alice Cooper. The, you know the music, the macabre atmosphere of it. But then when he works in that, he's just such a master showman with with his image and and then that stage show. It's just it's really something to see. It's fun. My friend Kevin Burke, who who uh, was a, a Las Vegas headliner up until recently, he was starring and defending the Cavemen on the Strip out there. He was one. Uh, we had gone one time to go see Alice Cooper together. So another time he was at another Alice Cooper concert. He was backstage with Alice. And and uh, Kevin is so cool. He thought enough to to ring me up on his phone. He called me on his mobile, and and he put Alice Cooper. He wanted Alice Cooper to say hi to me. But I wasn't. I was no. I was off doing a gig, so I was off doing the show. But he. I had Alice Cooper on my on my uh, then answering machine, and Alice Cooper says, "Ron, this is Alice, and I know where you live." Click, and that was it. And this was Alice Cooper. <laughs> On my phone machine. <laughs> I bet you, you could have kept that for your your answer machine, your answer on your f- mobile phone. That would have been cool, yes. that. Oh, it's so great. You know, and, you know, and that's how often Kevin Burke is. I mean, we've collaborated on many shows in the past, like Cirque du Psycho and a lot of other things and the Dr. Blood show. But uh, it was so great uh, of him to think, you know, to, you know, have Alice, you know, ring me uh, from backstage. That It was just, you know... That's why he's so awesome, you know, both of them, actually. And it was a real, oh, it was such a hoot to have Alice Cooper on my voicemail. I bet it was. Um, oh, you know it, yeah. I, I mean, do, have you ever thought of writing a book about your what you do? I, I am. I'm, I'm actually, I, I'm working on it right now. I'm not sure how long it's going to take me. I hope to have it out uh, soon. But that, that's one of my, my kind of uh, projects for over the winter season that I'm, I'm, I'm starting to knock that out. It, it's, it's all getting organized. It started with like three of my favorite stories of being out and about that, you know, uh, and, and, you know, when I, in, in formative years when I was, you know, uh, working on the illusion show and it was starting to transform into the, the dark fun, the dark sticky fun that it is now. And there were some great stories there and it started with those three stories. And then it, it kind of, uh, expanded into a larger uh, book of, of these other stories like, like Alice Cooper and, and on my answering machine and, and things like that, where, um, you know, it, it talks about, you know, the, the transformation of going from, you know, traditional magic into something that was that was dark and fun and, and customized, you know, to make it my own. And then how that then led me into uh, horror movies. It's like a very strange tale of, of transformation and, and my really weird offbeat career and people other people had said exactly like you did they said you should really make a book out of that so i've always wanted to do it and now i'm working on that project right now i I think that's good because i myself well we may know this or may not know this but i i have an alter ego that i i like to perform horror yes and um I, 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 I now I used to dress up in a clown, a clown's mask, but I now have a full wolf's head mask. Wow! And, nice. glo- and gloves, and I base it very loosely on the creep show host, and it goes along with something like this: "Hello, Ron. How's it going, my friend? Oh, I've heard it's very cool over there in the United States of America." 
I would like to eat Trump for breakfast, but I wouldn't have enough room left. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. That's great. I, 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 you know, I, I, well, I started, I got into it unusually. I don't know if you've heard no. of a, of a internet host called Bobby Gamanster. I've heard of him, but I haven't seen it. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I got to interview him. It's the weirdest interview I've ever done. He had no yes. microphone. He couldn't speak, and I had to do ask the questions and answer the questions. But anyway. Cut short, long story oh. short, I ended up on being asking him if I could be a guest on his show, and yes. we um I helped introduce tales from the crypt, the Hammer Horror, oh, and anyway I helped to do that, and I I thought wow oh, I like this I like being a horror host, so I created first of all I created a, um like the clown horror post. And now I've got into the wolf's head one. The clown was okay, but he was scared. There was too many people, like, too willing to kill you for a clown. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Well, I like the whole werewolf uh, persona you have that you transition into as well. It is fun hosting horror. It's like I did my own cable TV show. It was like YouTube before there was YouTube when there were cable systems everywhere and they had local, local uh, studios. So... Uh, I I made I had a, a cable TV show that I did that ran in Chicago and and throughout uh, mainly the south suburbs, um, but, and that will actually we're putting up the one of the Halloween specials an hour long Halloween special from the cable TV show Fitzgerald's Realm will be on YouTube by Halloween this year. Uh, we're, 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 they're doing a little, a little editing. We, we put up a new, a new introduction to it. So you can see me now and see me then, uh, 25 years ago, this was done in the early nineties from 90 to 96. And, um, it was very much like kind of a horror host. So like you said, that only it was like dark magic and weird guests and, and some odd humor and, and, uh, just weird fun stuff. And there was even some puppet characters and everything on the show. And like I say, that'll be, that'll be up on, on YouTube soon. You guys can just go watch it and check that out at, at your, your leisure. And, and um, and, and one time we did an actual, you know, horror host episode where I actually hosted a film. It was, I hosted Attack of the Giant Leeches. And it's an old <laughs> black and white kind of horror classic campy thing. And it was fun to do that. And, and I'd done that like once or twice. And we had, we, I used to roll in as, instead of like music videos or something, some of the content we ran on the show, we were running horror film trailers. You know, uh, a lot of classic ones and then some newer ones at the time. And, and it was fun. I just, there was such an allure to that. Um, a couple of years ago, I was part, I was at uh, Horror Hound Weekend, which is one of the, uh, the big horror conventions here in the States. And uh, there was one in Indianapolis, and they have like a horror host hall of fame in there. And they were just starting that, and they were doing a tr- Tribute to Vampira, you know, the woman that started the whole genre back in the 50s, uh, Myra Nurmi, who played Vampira, and, and I was with Evilla Chat, and she looks just like Vampira. She's gorgeous. And we did uh, some illusion on stage, and it's part of the, the tribute to Vampira, and they did the world's largest gathering of horror hosts. I think it's in the Guinness Book of World Records. 
and it was like the largest gathering of, of, of horror hosts ever assembled uh, at one time. I, I'm surprised you weren't there, you know, because being a horror host, because they did, I think they had one or two, They had, I forget who it was, there was a there was a female horror host from the UK, and she was there, and then they had all kinds of people, old and new, that were there, that were, that were hosts, and... Um, it, it was amazing. You you would have loved every minute of it, but there was something kind of fun and magical about the horror host genre too, isn't there? Oh yes. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. That's that's why I like writing. Um, I write sort of like comedy horror. I'll I'll give you a a sample. Yeah. If okay. You, if you're ready, I'll, I'll do it. It's my alter ego because because it might make it more exciting. Right, my friend, this is clone. I'm not any rains. I am a scientist. I have cloned my family who died in an aeroplane crash. Or I know the scientific community thinks there will be repercussions of me playing God. And that I read the oil closet Frankenstein and learned what happened when you play God by creating a monster. No, this is definitely different. My name is Dr. Pepper. I'm successfully cloned, created clones all my family members that died. Now all of them are sitting in front of me, my beloved wife Enid, son Shane. It took many failed attempts to get here, but something is wrong. They look and sound like my wife and my son, but their eyes are blank. And response to my question is an automatic yes, no, but a matter of any other words. So I suppose it's back to the drawing board to make for me. I've got to get them off like the other failed attempts. As usual, I'll gather them around my dining table on false pretense that I've caught the meal before we go to the normal world. Rather than this nuclear bunker I'm using as my laboratory, this time I caught the nice shepherd's pie, in which I crushed my lethal dough for death. But still the eyes pierce me. That's Tucky and Enid and Shane. Say so sat in chairs, forks and knives at the table and then Enid speaks. It's so sad he still thinks he's a scientist in a bunker, trying to play God, when the truth is just, it's him that is the clone. Awesome! You should have. You, are you on YouTube? Do you do you do that show? Do you put it online? Can we see? I, I, you anywhere? Yeah, I do. I, I'm starting to do like a monthly show now. I've just start, I did one of my last book called Dead, which is um, loosely based on Night of the Living Dead, where I'm dressed as my werewolf character, performing yeah. as my book, and I, I've tried to um, put a little bit of a horror music in it and little bits and pieces in it so yeah. I, i'm trying to start that like once a month for now excellent yeah i i look forward to checking that out i want to see that i want to see you in action yeah i can where, where am i i'd look me up on youtube i could never remember my name <laughs> you know when you think we'll get it up if you give me the link, I'll even share it to, to, to my audience online and everything, because that would be fun. And when we get this up, when we get this up, we'll make sure the link goes out so everybody can come and listen. All right, where am I? I like to find myself occasionally. Here I am. Mm-hmm. Right, this is me. Um, this is a little bit of me. And that's me dressed up in a where where marks performing my dead, and it's in two parts. Mm-hmm. I love it. It, it. It's awesome, and I like that. I like the character. I want to see it in action. And I, I love that because I like your voice, and I love the accent and everything. I just, 
I love stuff like that and, and uh, all the fun British stuff. It's like I'm so enamored with, like, you know, Hammer Horror and, and, and you know, old Christopher Lee, Peter Cushing movies and things like oh, that. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I, think, think, I, think, I think the underrated films. Oh, you know, n- not everywhere, but yeah, I think they are now. But, yeah, Christopher Lee was such a badass Dracula. You know, just that that man and that voice and that look of his and those blood red contacts and everything it was just it was just the most visceral badass you know vampire Dracula portrayal of Dracula ever and I, I think it's because of the eyes if you look at his eyes mm-hmm. you think oh my god what is he doing it, it, yeah he, he definitely had the right he was definitely the right person for the right part yeah. Yes. Yeah, he had that look because, like, he, his version of Dracula, you took one look at him and said, yeah, you don't want to mess with this dude. You do, <laughs> you do not want to tangle with this man. Uh, really uh, great. Uh, have you got any other projects that you've got in the, mo- at the moment? Well, right, yeah, right now we're, you know, um, working on that. I, you know, I've got the, the book is cooking. We're, we're getting ready to launch issues two and three also of uh, Haunting Tales of Bachelors Grove. And uh, then uh, I'm out promoting, actually I've been doing a lot of promotion and, and kind of uh, pimping on the, uh, on the devil frame. Because that, that too, and I should say a little more about what that's about. That, that is about ritual voodoo magic set in the high-end art world. And, and in that, I, I play a, uh, a character that, uh, and it's, it's, it's funny because some people said it, 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 it seems different for me, but I think it's the same kind of, you know, dark mystery. He's a, he's a, a character that owns, uh, you know, like a magic store, like a supernatural magic store, you know, candles, tarot cards, crystals, things like that, and, uh, and all of that. And then the, the main character comes in, he's an artist, and he wants, he's looking for more success, and he comes in, and these two meet, and that's kind of where uh, it takes off. And But it is really interesting to see, you know, the world of ritual magic come together with, uh, you know, a high end, the high-end art world, which is unusual to see it in that context. And then it's also, it's got, you know, like a Hammer film or some of those old 70s and 80s, you know, more suspenseful, you know, kind of occult horror films. It's got a vibe like that, in, in it, but in a, in a modern sense. So I, I think you'd like it. I think it'll do well. We're, they're, they're, they're actually, you know, talking that it might be up there uh, on a platform in the U.K. sometime soon. But I can't say anything more about it than that. But, but I'm hoping because I think people will, uh, will really enjoy it when they get to get a look at the devil frame. And, uh, you know, so, so that's that. And everything that's going right now is kind of an ongoing project. And I have some other things. Uh, that are new that are coming up. There'll be, you know, other other live performances and uh, some other television uh, pieces. But uh, it, it's it's nothing that I can really say a whole lot about at the moment until they kind of give me clearance to. Uh, so I can talk about, you know, the things that are going right now are things that are kind of up and running. You know, oh, yeah, yeah I, I understand. When you got projects, well. when you got projects, you don't want to give away too much information. Just in case. Well, they can't. Dude. Some of them we're working with other people, and they want you to. You oh know, yeah, that's fair enough. Like, I understand that. Yeah. They don't want it until they're ready to roll it out. <laughs> exactly. You know, 
but the other thing is, I mean, always, you know, everybody, if you want to see some of my acting uh, in, in a whole lot of my uh, illusion show, go check out Dark Realm. I'm always telling people it's like that that's been out in there for, uh, for a little while and we're looking to move it into other platforms and other other places. But, you know, with it being on Amazon, a lot of people have been able to check it out there. So that's been a, a, a good place for us. You can see some of my other movies on there. I think you should be able to see in the U.S. and U.K. Uh, I've got a, a, a smaller role in um, Arkham Sanitarium Soul Eater. That's up there. Uh, I think Magus is streaming again, and that's a really good movie by John Machago. You had mentioned him in the in the intro, and um, and uh, um, consulting with John on a new, actually, comic book project with him. And I and I can't go any further than that <laughs> on that on that subject either. But but I love working with John. I, we, I've done. Uh, several movies with him. In fact, the, the director of Dark Realm, Vincent Belanchio, who's also my co-star, uh, Vinny and I met on one of uh, John Lachago's films uh, called Blood Known, which is, it's set in the BDSM underground, so it's kind of got this naughty cult horror vibe going on with it that um, a lot of people know it because it's so unusual because of the world that it's set in, and it's about these these little these little no monsters that that show up and drink your blood. And there's these people that are into like you know blood uh, you know blood sports and BDSM and things like that, and and it takes off from there. And uh, Vinny stars in that. And that's where we met. I met him and, and, and also um, uh, Al Burke, who's also in Magus and also in Dark Realm, uh, our friend. And, and Al, Al's got, you know, like over 100 IMDb credits. He's been in a ton of movies. In fact, you'll, you'll recognize Al Burke. He's the guy that stands up at the end of The Wedding Singer with Adam Sandler and says, you can't talk to Billy Idol that way. The biker on the pl- on the plane, that's Al Burke. And he's in oh, all those yeah. movies with me. <laughs> I like that, yeah. 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 Well, um, I think we've covered most of what the things you do, Ron. Um, We've been all over the place, yeah, I love it. And would you like to tell people where people can find you and look you up and go to your shows or whatever you'd like to tell people to do? Absolutely. Well, you can find me on on social media. Um, You know, uh, I've got a big presence on on Facebook, I'm, I'm also on Instagram and, and Twitter, so you can find my social media, and also on YouTube. I've got a YouTube channel, and that's we're starting to put more content on there right now. In fact, you'll be able to see my my uh, cable TV series, uh, Fitzgerald's Realm, from the early 90s. Uh, That'll be up, like I say, we're going to start, it, it ended with a, uh, in the Halloween season with a Halloween special, so we're revamping it, we're, we're kind of relaunching it online 20-some years later um, uh, with uh, the Halloween special, it's an hour long called Every Day is Halloween, and that will be up um, before Halloween before this Halloween of uh, 2019. Uh, so, so see, you know, check out my YouTube channel because there's there's going to be a lot more content happening there now. But if you want to see some of my other uh, live performances and television appearances, you can catch them uh, on my YouTube channel. And just, just search my name, Ron Fitzgerald, and that's how you find me and, and the, the content that I'm in on YouTube. If you know, Because it, it's visual, so you want to see... Uh, see that and then I've got a lot of cool music in the show so when you're looking at the performances you kind of get it all together there uh, and then and the, my actual my home on the internet is FitzgeraldRealm.com that's my website my personal website and um, that's FitzgeraldRealm.com go there sign up on my email list 
and you'll get notifications about you know new new live shows and the movies that are coming out and where the movies you, where you can see them, uh, you know whether it's online or whether it's a screening and um, and other you know other special things that are coming up, other projects and other special offers on different things. And like you say, the store is in there. If you want some of my cool dark sticky merch, there's there's great shirts and and other things. There's photos. There's uh, you know. Uh, you can get the, 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 the collector DVD of Dark Realm in there. Right now, that's the only place you can get it is go to my website and get it, and then I'll assign it for you. For anybody who's like a collector of, of things like that, you can get that there. And uh, otherwise, look at it. You know, you find Dark Realm on Amazon. But go to FitzgeraldRealm.com, and that's, that's my website. And, uh, and so those are the places you can find me online. And other than that, you know, I would say, you know, and then and check out Dark Realm on Amazon Prime Video in the U.S. and the U.K. Well, before I go, I usually like to do a unique sign-off before I end the show. Now, Ron, what yes. would be your unique sign-off? My next what? Unique sign-off. Well, my unique sign-off, yeah. I would say, uh, well, um, much dark and sticky love, and right now, Halloween dreams. And I've got one for you, Ron, and I think you'll appreciate this. Yes. Prophet said I, being of evil, prophet still with bird or devil. But the heaven that bends above us, by that God we've done both adore. Tell this soul with soul laden, if in the distant and Eden. It still grass that Satan maiden from angels named Lenore. Grass a rare and radiant maiden, whom the angels named Lenore. Quoth of the raven, nevermore. Oh, that is beautiful. That I love it. I'm actually doing a project with with the band Housemate of Dawn. They're an LA-based band who did who did the soundtrack for for Dark Realm, which is also on Amazon. If you want to get that, it uh, and we're doing a project together that'll be out next Halloween and we're, we're doing some Edgar Allan Poe on that I'm actually I'm actually putting my voice on that album so that'll be fun but I love the Edgar Allan Poe that is the greatest sign off ever that is excellent thank you my friend <laughs>